Section 27 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M.B. in Washington State. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 8 by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton, 1821 through 1890. Section 27. When it was the eight hundred and fiftieth night, she resumed, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Zayn al-Mawasif bade her maid Hubbub make ready a private sitting-room, she arose and did her bidding, after which she again set food and wine before them, and cup and tass went round gladdening their hearts. Presently, quoth Zayn al-Mawasif, O Masrur, come is the time of union and favour, so as thou studiest my love to savour, recite us some verses surpassing in flavour upon this he recited the following ode i am taken my heart burns with living flame for union shorn when as severance came in the love of a damsel who forced my soul and with delicate cheeklet my reason stole she hath eyebrows united and eyes black white and her teeth are leaven that smiles in light the tale of her years is but ten plus four tears like dragon's blood for her love i pour first i saw the face mid parterre and rill outshining full loon on horizon hill and stood like a captive for awe and cried allah's peace o who in domain doth hide she returned my salam gaily answering with the sweetest speech likest pearls a string but when heard my words she right soon had known my want and her heart waxed hard as stone and quoth she be not this a word silly bold but quoth i refrain thee nor flight and scold and to-day thou consent such affair were light they like is the loved mine the lover white when she knew my mind she but smiled in mirth and cried now by the maker of heaven and earth i'm a jewess of jewry's driest e'er seen and thou art not save a nazarene why seek my favours thine's other cast and this deed thou do thou'lt repent the past say does love allow with two faiths to play men shall blame thee like me at each break of day wilt thou laugh at beliefs and deride their right and in thine and mine prove thee sinful sprite and thou lovedest me thou hast turned jew losing worlds for love and my favours due and by the evangel strong oath hast sworn to keep our secret intact from scorn so i took the torah and swear strong oath i would hold to the covenant made by both then by law religion and creed i swear and bound her by oaths that most binding were and asked her thy name o my dear delight and she zayn al-mawasif at home i'm hight o zayn al-mawasif cried i hear my call thy love hath made me thy veriest thrall then i peeped neath her chin-veil and spied such charms that the longing of love filled my heart with qualms neath the curtain i cease not to humble me and complain of my heartfelt misery but when she saw me by love beguiled she raised her face veil and sweetly smiled and when breeze of union our faces kissed with musk pod she scented fair neck and wrist and the house with her essences seemed to drip and i kissed pure wine from each smiling lip then like branch of thon neath her robe she swayed and joys erst unlawful she lawful made and joined conjoined through our night we lay with clit kiss of inner lip langue foray the world hath no grace but the one loved fear in thine arms to clasp with possession sheer 
with the morn she rose and she bade good-bye while her brow shone brighter than moon sky reciting at parting while tear-drops hung on her cheeks these scattered and other strung allah's packed in mind all my life i'll bear and the lovely nights in strong oath i swear zayn al-mawasif was delighted and said to him o masrur how goodly are thy inner gifts may he live not who would harm thy heart then she entered her boudoir and called him so he went in to her and taking her in his arms embraced her and hugged her and kissed her and got of her that which he had deemed impossible and rejoiced in winning the sweet of amorous will then said she o masrur thy good is unlawful to me and is lawfully thine again now that we are become lovers so she returned to him all she had taken of him and asked him o masrur hast thou a flower-garden whither we may wend and take our pleasure whereto he answered yes o my lady i have a garden that hath not its like then he returned to his lodgings and bade his slave-girls make ready a splendid banquet in a handsome room after which he summoned zayn al mawasif who came surrounded by her damsels and they ate and drank and made mirth and merriment whilst the cup passed round between them and their spirits rose high then lover withdrew with beloved and zayn al mawasif said to masrur i have bethought me of some dainty verses which i would fain sing to the lute he replied do sing them so she took the lute and tuning it sang to a pleasant air these couplets joy from stroke of string doth to me incline and sweet is a morning our early wine when as love unveileth the amorous heart and by rending the veil he displays his sign with a draught so pure so dear so bright as in hand of moons the sun's sheeny shine o nights it cometh with joy to raise the whore of sorrow by boon divine then ending her verse she said to him o masrur recite us somewhat of thy poetry and favour us with the fruit of thy thought so he recited these two couplets we joy in full moon who the wine bears round and in concert of lutes that from gardens sound where the dove moans at dawn and where bends the bough to mourn and all pathways of pleasure are found when he had finished his recitation she said to him make us some verses on that which hath passed between us and thou be occupied with love of me and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and fifty-first night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that when zayn al-mawasif said to masrur and thou be occupied with love of me make us some verses on that hath passed between us with love and gladness he replied and improvised the following kasida stand thou and hear what fell to me for love of you gazelle to dree shot me a white doe with her shaft a glances wounding woundily love was my ruin for was i straitened by longing ecstasy i loved and wooed a young coquette girded by strong artillery whom in a garth i first beheld a form whose sight was symmetry i greeted her and when she deigned greeting return salam quoth she what be thy name said i she said my name declares my quality zayn al mawasif i am height cried i o oh, deign i mercy see such is the longing in my heart no lover claimeth rivalry quoth she with me and thou art in love and to enjoy me pleadest plea i want of thee o oh, much o wealth beyond all compt my wants o thee i want o thee full many a robe of sendal silk and damascry a quarter quintal eke of musk these of one night shall pay the fee pearls unions and carnelian stones 
the bestest best of jewelry of fairest patience showed i show in contrariety i'll be at last she favoured me one night when rose the moon a crescent we and stranger blame me for her sake i say o oh, blamers listen ye she showeth locks of goodly length and black as blackest night its blee while on her cheeks the roses glow like laza flame in cindery in every eyelash is a sword and every glance half archery her liplets twain old wine contain and dews of fount-like purity her teeth resemble strings of pearls arrayed in line and fresh from sea her neck is like the neck of dough pretty and carven perfectly her bosom is a marble slab whence rise two breasts like towers on lee and on her stomach shows a crease perfumed with rich perfumery beneath which same there lurks a thing limit of mine expectancy a something rounded cushioned high and plump my lords to high degree to me tis likest royal throne whither my longings wander free there twixt two pillars man shall find benches of high-built tracery it hath specific qualities drives sanest men to insanity full mouth it hath like mouth of neck or well begirt by stony key firm lips with camelries compare and shows its eye of cramoisie and draw thou nigh with doughty will to do thy doing lustily thou find it fain to face thy bout and strong and fierce in valiancy it bendeth backwards every brave shorn of his battle bravery at times imberby but full of spunk to battle with the penimry twill show thee liveliness galore and perfect in its raillery zayn al mawasif it is like complete in charms and courtesy to her dear arms one night i came and one meed given lawfully i passed with her that self-same night best of my nights in gladdest glee and when the morning rose she rose and crescent like her visnomni then swayed her supple form as sway the lances lopped from limber tree and when farewelling me she cried when shall such knights return to me then i replied o ein light when he vouchsafeth his decree zayn al mawasif was delighted with this ode and the utmost gladness gat hold of her then said she o masrur day dawn draweth nigh and there is naught for it save to fly for fear of scandal and spy he replied i hear and obey and rising led her to her lodging after which he returned to his quarters and passed the rest of the night pondering on her charms when the morning morrowed with its sheen and shone he made ready a splendid present and carried it to her and sat by her side and thus they abode awhile in all solace of life and its delight till one day there came to zayn al mawasif a letter from her husband reporting to her his speedy return thereupon she said in herself may allah not keep him nor quicken him if he come hither our life will be troubled would heaven i might despair of him presently entered masrur and sat with her at chat as was his wont whereupon she said to him o masrur i have received a missive from my mate announcing his speedy return from his wayfaring what is to be done since neither of us without other can live he replied i know not but thou art better able to judge being acquainted with the ways of thy man more by token that thou art one of the sharpest witted of women and pass mistress of devices such as device that whereof fail the wise quoth she he is a hard man and jealous of his household but when he shall come home and thou hearest of his coming do thou repair to him and salute him and sit down by his side saying o oh, my brother i am a druggist then buy of him somewhat of drugs and spices of sorts and call upon him frequently 
and prolong thy talks with him and gainsay him not in whatsoever he shall bide thee so haply that i would contrive may be tied as it were by chance i hear and i obey quoth masrur and fared forth from her with heart of fire for love when her husband came home she rejoiced in meeting him and after saluting him bade him welcome but he looked in her face and seeing it pale and sallow for she had washed it with saffron using one of women's arts asked her of her case she answered that she had been sick she and her women from the time of his wayfaring adding verily our hearts have been engrossed with thoughts of thee because of the length of thine absence and she went on to complain to him of the misery of separation and to pour forth copious tears saying hadst thou but a companion with thee my heart had not borne all this cark and care for thee so allah upon thee my lord travel not again without a comrade and cut me not off from the news of thee that my heart and mind may be at rest concerning thee and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and fifty-second night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when zayn al mawasif said to her mate travel not without comrade and cut me not off from news of thee that my heart and mind may be at rest concerning thee he replied with love and gladness by allah thy bead is good indeed and right is thy read by thy life it shall be as thou dost heed then he unpacked some of his stock in trade and carrying the goods to his shop opened it and sat down to sell in the soko no sooner had he taken his place than lo and behold up came masrur and saluting him sat down by his side and began talking and talked with him a while then he pulled out a purse and taking forth gold handed it to zayn al mawasif's man and said give me the worth of these dinars in drugs and spices of sorts that i may sell them in my shop the jew replied i hear and i obey and gave him what he sought and masrur continued to pay him frequent visits till one day the merchant said to him i have a mind to take me a man to partner in trade quoth masrur and i also desire to take a partner for my father was a merchant in the land of al yaman and left me great store of money and i fear lest it fare from me quoth the jew turning towards him wilt thou be my partner and i will be thy partner and a true friend and comrade to thee at home and abroad and i will teach thee selling and buying giving and taking and masrur rejoined with all my heart so the merchant carried him to his place and seated him in the vestibule whilst he went in to his wife and said to her i have provided me with a partner and have bidden him hither as a guest so do thou get us ready a good guest cheer when as she heard this she rejoiced divining that it was masrur and made ready a magnificent banquet of her delight in the success of her device then when the guest drew nigh her husband said to her come out with me to him and bid him welcome and say thou gladdenest us but zayn al mawasif made a show of anger crying wilt thou have me display myself before a strange man i take refuge with allah though thou cut me to bits i will not appear before him rejoined he why shouldst thou be abashed at him seeing that he is a nazarene and we are jews and to boot we are become chums he and i quoth she i am not minded to present myself before a strange man on whom i have never once set eyes and whom i know not anywise her husband thought she spoke sooth and ceased not to importune her till she rose and veiling herself took the food out and went out to masrur and welcomed him whereupon he bowed his head groundwards as he were ashamed and the jew seeing such dejection said in himself doubtless this man is a devotee 
They ate their fill, and the table being removed, wine was set on. As for Zayn al-Mawasif, she sat over against Masrur, and gazed on him, and he gazed on her, till ended day, when he went home with a heart to fire a prey. But the Jew abode pondering the grace and comeliness of him, and as soon as it was night his wife, according to custom, served him with supper, and they seated themselves before it. Now he had a mocking-bird, which was wont, whenever he sat down to meat, to come and eat with him, and hover over his head. But in his absence the fowl was grown familiar with Masrur, and used to flutter about him as he sat at meals. Now when Masrur disappeared, and the master returned, it knew him not, and would not draw near him, and this made him thoughtful concerning his case, and the fowls withdrawing from him. As for Zayn al-Mawasif, she could not sleep with her heart thinking of Masrur, and thus it was with her a second and even third night, till the Jew became aware of her condition, and watching her while she sat distraught, began to suspect somewhat wrong. On the fourth night he awoke in the middle thereof, and heard his wife babbling in her sleep, and naming Masrur, that while she lay on her husband's bosom. Wherefore he misdoubted her, but he dissembled his suspicions, and when morning morrowed he repaired to his shop and sat therein. Presently up came Masrur, and saluted him. He returned his salam, and said to him, Welcome, O my brother, adding Anan, I have wished for thee. And he sat talking with him for an hour or so, after which he said to him, Rise, O my brother, and hie with me to my house, that we may enter into the pact of brotherhood. Replied Masrur, With joy and goodly gree. And they repaired to the Jew's house, where the master went in and told his wife of Masrur's visit, for the purpose of conditioning their partnership, and said, Make us ready a goodly entertainment, and needs must thou be present and witness our brotherhood. But she replied, Allah upon thee, cause me not show myself to this strange man, for I have no mind to company with him. So he held his peace, and forbore to press her, and bade the waiting-women bring food and drink. Then he called the mocking-bird, but it knew not its lord, and settled upon Masrur's lap. And the Jew said to him, O my master, what is thy name? He answered, My name is Masrur. Whereupon the Jew remembered that this was the name which his wife had repeated all night long in her sleep. Presently he raised his head, and saw her making signs with her forefingers to Masrur, and motioning to him with her eyes. Wherefore he knew that he had been completely cozened, and cuckolded, and said, O my lord, excuse me a while, till I fetch my kinsmen, so they may be present at our swearing brotherhood. Quoth Masrur, Do what seemeth good to thee. Whereupon the Jew went forth the house, and returning privily by a back way. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section 27. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State.